Well, hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent to get the resources that you need to help your child recover from their symptoms of autism. And as you know, I did recover my own son from his symptoms of autism after being told that he could not recover. And I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and that that was about all we were going to be able to do and manage his symptoms. But my holistic background led me to believe that more could be done for him. So I began my own research. And now 10 years later, my son is fully recovered. And so remember that everybody's level of recovery can be different, but the definition of recovery is to regain health. And that's what we want to help your child to be able to do and naturally without harmful drugs or negative side effects. So I also have a free online workshop for you available right now called the four stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism, where I explain this a little bit more so that you have a greater understanding. And um, the four stages are first healing the gut, then stage two, natural heavy metal detoxification. Stage three is clearing the co-infections like my mold, Lyme, and strep. And then stage four is brain support and repair. And this is again available to you right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just free workshop. And today we have yet another exciting episode for you. This is a subject, uh, today we're talking about low-dose immunotherapy, also referred to as low-dose allergen therapy. So you might hear the terms LDI and LDA, and the the in, the LDI immunotherapy works more with those infections, like we just like uh, mentioned, just things like Lyme's disease, uh, you know, more of the chronic illness infections that our kids can get, and uh, and then allergies. The A, allergen, is, of course, all of the uh, allergens that our our children become either acquired to or have had uh, from birth. So uh, we have Dr. Karima Harani with us today, who is an expert in low-dose immunotherapy and low-dose allergen therapy. And you're going to hear us refer to those terms as LDI and LDA in the show, just uh, for the sake of ease. Uh, But I'd like to give you a little bit of Dr. Harani's background. Um, She is an expert in low-dose immunotherapy. She graduated from USC Medical School in 1993. She has a master's in nutrition from the School of Public Health at UCLA, and she is board certified in family medicine. Dr. Hirani has been a functional medicine doctor practicing as a DAN and MAPS doctor for over 10 years. And DAN stands for Defeat Autism Now, and MAPS stands for Medical Academy of Pediatric Special Needs. She integrates a natural approach to conventional medicine, including natural alternatives to prescription drugs, vitamin and nutrient supplements, as well as nutritional advice. And although her main focus is prevention, she specializes in chronic illness. Dr. Rani, thank you so much for being here with us today. I greatly appreciate your time and your expertise on this subject. Thank you. Um, it's an honor and, and kudos to you for all the work that you do in the field of autism and helping parents recover their kids. Well, as you know, it's extremely rewarding when you offer resources, especially natural resources that are safe and healthy and a way for the biology to come back to balance. And um, and you see, you know, the, the impact that it has on the children and, and the families and being able to, to help them. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it as I know that you do. Um, yeah. So let's talk about um, LDI. It is a, a 
an amazing subject. I mean, I'm really, really excited for parents to, to hear this episode if they're not aware uh, of it. So can you just go ahead for, for the listeners and explain a little bit about it? Okay. Um, you did a good job by uh, describing the two different, uh, you know, uh, immunotherapies. The LDA, uh, think of the A as allergies. Uh, so the LDA has been around for about, you know, 50 years or so. It was discovered in the UK. And it's basically a homeopathic dilution of hundreds of different foods and chemicals and mold, etc. And what's interesting is I ask parents every day, do you know what homeopathy is? And a lot of parents don't. They just say, oh, it's something natural. Well, homeopathy is based on the concept that like cures like. And so, uh, but the, but the like that we're, we're giving back to the child is infinitesimally diluted. So it's diluted out so many times with sterile water that there isn't even a trace left of one molecule of one of these foods or inhalants. So what we're essentially dealing with in homeopathy is energy. So it's the energetic imprint of these uh, foods and these chemicals and molds that are left in the sterile water that we're giving sublingually to the child. So that's an important concept to understand is that we're dealing with um, homeopathy here and we're giving it sublingually to the child. Um, and the, the hope is, is that whatever the child is intolerant to or allergic to, I mean, we have children with peanut allergies and, and severe, you know, anaphylactic allergies and we do these drops. Um, and if it's the right dose, then it can actually turn off the allergies. Uh, the key with, with low dose immunotherapy or, um, low dose allergy therapy is that you're training the immune system to desensitize. To, to become tolerant to these allergens. And um, amazingly enough, it's one of my, my first treatments that I offer to children that come in on the spectrum. And even if the child doesn't have obvious allergy symptoms, you know, like runny nose and itchy eyes and sneezing, um, if the child has eczema, hands down, this is the best treatment for it. But even if the child doesn't have even eczema, um, it seems to help children on the spectrum. So they might start talking more. They might become uh, more present, more aware, uh, more compliant, very calm. They might start sleeping better. So it's amazing that, um, you know, addressing allergies can have such a tremendous benefit on the child. So that's LDA in a nutshell. And that was, like I said, it was discovered about uh, 50 year, years ago in, in the United Kingdom. It was brought to the United States in the 1980s, I believe. We had to change the name, so it was called um, Enzyme Potentiated Desensitization. And the name had to get changed um, for various different reasons. And one compounding pharmacy makes the LDA, which doctors can order and administer to their patients. Um, the low-dose immunotherapy is a recent discovery. It's Dr. Ty Vincent's discovery, and it's about maybe five years old now, so it's, it's very young in its inception, and it addresses the infections, like you said. So, uh, unfortunately, these kids are riddled with infections, and what I'm finding is that most chronic illness, even if it's in, a, in adults, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis or MS, is riddled uh, with infections. So 
Um, what you need to understand, though, is that uh, low-dose immunotherapy, again, is a homeopathic dilution of a killed strain of these bugs. So Dr. Ty Vincent orders these microbes uh, that are killed from a microbiology lab, and then he makes these dilutions. So again, these dilutions are infinitesimally diluted out to the point where there's not even a trace. Usually, in most cases, there's not even a trace of one molecule of these bugs, but there's the energetic imprint that's left. Um, and again, like cures like. So that's what is very, very important for your audience to understand is, is that what we're trying to do is we're trying to cure by giving back to the patient what is afflicting them. And so I do have to do laboratory testing to see what, what uh, bugs seem to come up for the child. And what another important concept for your audience to understand is that we're addressing the autoimmune aspect of this illness. So it's not necessarily that the child has an active infection with Lyme or an active infection with uh, mycoplasma or Epstein-Barr virus, but it's actually the autoimmune uh, phenomenon that's been triggered by the the infection, whether it's currently or in the you know in the past. So okay. um, that's an important distinction. And so it's doing the same thing. You're basically training the immune system to back off and stop being in attack mode, which is really attacking your own tissues, like the patient's central nervous system that's causing all of these behaviors and OCD and anxiety, etc. So that's what we're doing, and, and it's, it's become one of my most effective treatments. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, let's We have to take a short break right here, but when we come back, we can talk a little bit further about some of this testing and administration and how this, how this works further. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. We're going to take a short break. Stay with us. We will. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Thank you so much for being here today. We are talking about the subject of low-dose immunotherapy therapy or LDI and low-dose allergen therapy, also referred to as LDA. And I uh, forgot to mention that I did create a page for you for any links uh, that we have or to Dr. Harani's page as well to learn more about her. Uh, I will uh, um, refer to all of that at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 29, just the numbers 29, uh, so you can get any links that we might talk about in the show as well there. So, Dr. Harani, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the, the, the symptoms and behaviors that, you know, might indicate certain issues going on since you had mentioned a lot of people look at an allergy or a, a, they're looking for a runny nose or red eyes and things like that. They don't realize all the time that a, a huge behavioral issue in a child can really be a symptom of of an allergen response or immune response that the child is having to something. So can you explain that a little bit to our audience? Exactly. So, <clears throat> for example, um, uh, a huge problem that we see in autism now is uh, obsessive compulsive behaviors, um, a lot of anxiety, and uh, oftentimes, you know, we think, you know, especially the educated parents, you know, that have done research into this, they might think that their child has PANDAS. And their child might very well have PANDAS, which is stands for Pediatric um, uh, Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Strep. 
So it might be related to strep, but it could actually be related to allergies. So it's very important not to ignore, you know, allergies, even if the child doesn't have uh, typical allergy symptoms. So like I said, that's one of the first things that I prescribe. Now, um, if the child presents with overwhelming symptoms of chewing, you know, mouthing, chewing like their clothes, mouthing, putting everything in their mouth, drooling, hair pulling, foul smelling gas, uh, horrible constipation, these can actually be symptoms, oh, teeth grinding, these can actually be symptoms of parasites. So if the parents are just really overwhelmed by these these uh, these behaviors that the child is displaying, and oftentimes they really don't have any solutions or answers to to correct them, um, what I've discovered is related to parasites. And this this is something that I kind of learned or I made the connection from taking a course in homeopathy. So that then what I might do is prescribe that immediately to the child, which is the parasite LDI. Now, this is, again, a combination, a homeopathic dilution of several different uh, typical parasites that are found um, in, in, in adults and in children. And uh, if it's the right dose that we've given to the child, then um, all of those symptoms or many of them can, uh, you know, be resolved almost immediately. Uh, another uh, typical behavior uh, constellation of behaviors is uh, uh, inappropriate laughter, crying at the drop of a hat, very emotional, very stimmy, kind of moody. Uh, that's usually a sign of yeast. So if that's an overwhelming, um, uh, you know, behaviors that the child is presenting with, then I'll, I'll treat the child for yeast. So these are like two very commonly prescribed LDIs, the uh, the yeast and the, the parasite. <clears throat> but if the child is displaying just real, really uh, horrible OCD um, and anxiety and maybe ticks, then I do think of, you know, I will think of um, uh, strep. And uh, sorry about that. And um, I might prescribe the strep, you know, before even the lab test. Uh, arrive, but I, I can do a rapid strep uh, test in my office, and if that one is positive, then then most likely the reason for these behaviors, especially if they're like you know sudden onset, um, we do think of uh, strep. But there are other um, infections that can kind of present um, like pandas, uh, and that condition is called PANS. So that's pediatric um, acute onset neuropsychiatric disorders, and PANS is sort of the umbrella diagnosis that can sometimes encompass PANDAS because other infections can also trigger the OCD and the, the tics and the anxiety and the ADHD and uh, the aggression and, you know, all of these other behaviors, the, the urinary frequency or the potty accident and uh, some of the movement, um, you know, the, uh, the weird movement disorders that some of these children might have. So again, I have to look for these and sometimes I have to do lab testing. And when I do the lab testing, I'll see, you know, maybe mycoplasma is positive. And oftentimes a lot of doctors don't check for varicella or measles, mumps, and rubella because these kids have been vaccinated and these vaccines were live viral vaccines. 
So um, if you're injecting the child with a live virus, even though it's attenuated, meaning it's weakened, it could trigger a, a potential autoimmune response. And we can see that in the blood work, I see IgM positive, And that would lead me to think that, okay, this child is struggling from an, uh, an autoimmune uh, phenomenon that's, that's manifested uh, in, in the form of these behaviors and that I can treat by giving an LDI for, so I have an LDI for MMR, I have an LDI for varicella, and, uh, and lo and behold, um, we'll see an improvement in the child's behaviors. Well, I mean, there's, I know there's a lot of parents listening, uh, including myself, that saw reactions and changes in their child after having a vaccination. So it's nice to know that there is something natural that can be helpful for the child if there is a, a vaccine type of reaction as well that you're able to see. But I know that that's not always seen right away. Um, a, a natural allergy elimination therapist had seen my son about when he was 10. It was, you know, almost 10 years after he had had a, an MMR shot and she said his system was reacting to measles and uh, we knew at that point that it was from the vaccination because there hadn't been any other uh, stimulation in his body from that 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 we were aware of and so um, that's great news. We need to take a really short break here and um, and then we'll come back and we can we can continue this discussion. Uh, you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay with us. Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Thank you so much for being here today. We are talking about the subject of low-dose immunotherapy or LDI and low-dose allergen therapy, also referred to as LDA. Exactly. So I actually use it uh, in the children like as if it is medical marijuana. So that treats um, uh, the horrible anxiety that these children have and, um, you know, and behaviors and even depression. And I also use uh, ketamine LDI, which ketamine is an anesthetic that's used in treating, um, you know, depression intravenously. But I've made an LDI out of it and I get great results in mood. Um, and depression and anxiety in these kids. So, again, I've made LDIs out of medications, uh, Ambien, for, for sleep. So, so I've, well, done, I've done some of that, too, and I'm having great yeah. results. Because parents yeah. don't want to give the prescription drugs. But right. these drugs, you know, um, if we dilute them enough, then um, you're going to get the same effect. Right. We need to have you say all that on air. <laughs> that's really, <laughs> yeah, that's really important because there's so, I'm, I'm all about holistic. There's so many, so many people too, who are trying to get their kids off of the antibiotics and the drugs, but they don't know how or what to do beyond, you know, healing the biology, but along the way, sometimes they need some assistance with those symptoms that can be so extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course the speech is, you know, one of the biggest challenges in these kids right abram how are we doing on time do you have us live abram i think we are live are we live i thought we were in commercial (laughs) okay well um why don't we go into that then um you were talking a little bit about um 
about the um, the LDIs that you create, like uh, aluminum for speech. I know speech is, of course, a big issue, and um, there's a lot of aluminum in our atmosphere today. There's a lot of aluminum in um, vaccinations has been found, and uh, the heavy metal issue is huge, uh, and mercury toxicity as well. So uh, yeah. a lot of things there, and, and these are direct problems for the neurological system. And, you know, maybe a mother had mercury amalgam fillings when she was pregnant. Those things have gone into the to the baby as well. And so it's nice to be able to, you know, there are natural ways to detoxify heavy metals that aren't as harmful. But if you can do create LDIs for them, then um, then it sounds like, you know, and you're having such promising results. And that's a great way to go. And that you can create an LDI for even a, a type of prescription medication that a child might have otherwise needed. But it, it's able to have the same effects like calming helping them sleep or, or um, calming their uh, system if they're having, um, you know, some anxiety issues or, or uh, things like that? Exactly, yes. So, um, yeah, there was a study that came out a few years ago uh, where they looked at uh, autopsy brains of children who had died uh, for unfortunate reasons. These were autistic children, and they found shockingly high amounts of aluminum in their brains. And aluminum is one of those metals that's very hard to get out of the body, even with uh, heavy metal detoxification, which is something I do and is one of my most one of my more effective treatments. Um, but uh, aluminum is hard to to remove. So the aluminum LDI, when we give it to the child, very often we'll see more speech coming out of the child. So that is one of my favorite go tos. Um, you know, to to give to the child. So again, we've made a dilution of, you know, from some aluminum uh, and may, you know, serially diluted it out so many times with sterile water that there's no more trace of the actual aluminum molecule uh, that we give to the child. In the same vein, we've made one for Roundup, the, the pesticide, which uh, uh-huh. is commonly used. Yes, we've made one for Roundup. Um, and then we've made uh, some for prescription medicines. Um, in fact, if people don't know this, when, when it comes to homeopathy, Dr. Hahnemann, who's the father of homeopathy, um, when he, the way he discovered it was actually he was translating books, I think, from other languages into German, and he discovered that um, quinine, the herb quinine, uh, treats malaria. And he, for some reason, decided to experiment by making uh, dilutions of it to see what would happen if he treated somebody with malaria with a dilution of it, and he found that it did the same thing. So so this is where homeopathy was born. Um, and so in the same vein, if, if for example, if Ambien helps the child with sleep, but the parent doesn't want to give the child Ambien, then if I, if I made a homeopathic dilution of the Ambien, and if it's the right dose, um, it's going to work. It's going to help the child with sleep. Um, I've made a homeopathic dilution out of Vyvanse, which is a, a commonly prescribed ADHD drug, um, which parents are very more than happy to try because they don't want to give their child the drug and deal with all of the side effects that come with the drug. Uh, it seems like the homeopathic version doesn't give you all the side effects. Um, ketamine, which is a, has been used uh, for decades as, a, um, as an anesthetic agent, it's recently been discovered that it can treat anxiety and depression given intravenously, 
Well, parents don't want to do that, and I don't want to do that either. But I've made a dilution of it, and it seems to help tremendously with uh, mood and anxiety. Uh, so these are some of the uh, innovative things I've done with uh, prescription medicines and uh, treating metals and pesticides. So environmental toxins are a big deal in these kids. So um, it's, it's, it's really tough. Because you just have, parents have to look at everything. You have to look at allergies. You have to look at infections. You have to look at environmental toxins. And, you know, and it just goes on and on with these kids. But um, if you, if you have a good guide, you know, and like some of the things that you're offering, Karen, um, then, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to be able to recover your child. So. And it's important for parents to know that there's still um, a lot who, are disbelieving or, um, or they're, they're, you know, they're, they've lost hope. And I always tell people don't lose hope, you know, it's never too late. And, and I like to tell them, you know, everybody's level of recovery is different, but these kids can definitely get better. And there are kids recovering all over the world. Uh, and it's with the LDI, it's nice too, because I agree it, blood work can be really hard on anybody, especially, you know, a child, but especially a child with autism. So, um, you know, if you can start with certain things you mentioned for, that are more common, like the, the parasite and the yeast, the things that most of the kids are having the symptoms for and then from there you can move on um, to doing other blood work it might be necessary to find out other things but we need to take a short break right here and then when we come back we'll talk about um, a little bit about that how you can uh, know what your child might need and how this is administered uh, a little bit further to rent to and how you can also um, get these as well and uh, and know more information about Dr. Hirani. So uh, you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay with us. We will be right Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we have Dr. Karima Hirani with us, and we're talking about low-dose immunotherapy and low-dose allergen therapy. And before the break, we were talking a little bit, um, getting into how this might be administered, and it's really great to know that today, uh, Dr. Hirani, anyway, is one of the people who, instead of always having to use the old way of injections, is using sublingual drops, all just a few liquid drops under the tongue so that any parent is able to give this to their child very, very easily. It's not threatening or traumatic for the child. It's simple. And, um, and we want to talk a little bit about dosing. And, um, and Dr. Hirani, you are using autonomic um, response testing. I always refer to it also as, as muscle testing, and I teach this in my program as well. It's so valuable to be able to ask the body energetically what it needs and what the dosages can be. Um, and I will actually link to a muscle testing video that I have um, for parents on the page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 29, where the show notes will be for this show um, to help parents understand muscle testing a little bit further and to learn a little bit themselves. But um, Dr. Harani, can you talk about how you utilize that in your own practice? Absolutely. So when I first learned about uh, low-dose immunotherapy, the way I was taught was just, you know, you have to just guess at the dose and, you know, start like in the teens, you know, like a 12C or a 14C and just, you know, prescribe it to the patient. Well, what I was finding is a lot of times uh, these doses were too strong. And so the patient can have a negative reaction if the dose is too strong. And so um, something sort of spoke to me and said, you know, uh, why don't you try the ART, the autonomic response testing, which is something I had learned about back in 2014. So, um, so I 
started using it and I was finding that I was having, you know, much less um, uh, herxes. We call them herx um, reactions when the dose is too strong and that we were able to find the target dose much quicker. So again, uh, this is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Everybody is unique. So what dilution would work for you, Karen, will be different for me and for, you know, the next patient. So what we do is we use the, the, the child, and we have the child laying on a table, and the child doesn't have to do much. I have two staff members. One staff member is gently touching the child on the ankle or the leg, and she has her arm outstretched, and the other um, the other uh, staff member has different dilutions that we put in the patient's field near the patient, and then she uh, presses down on the arm that's outstretched of the staff member that's uh, touching the patient. And if that arm goes weak, then that means that there is a target dose in that batch that we're testing. So we test in batches, and then we find the, the one that, that that works, you know, the, the strongest to, to weaken the arm, and then that's the target dose that we give the child. So we've been able to eliminate, as, you know, the, the, uh, as much as possible the negative reactions from having a dose that's too strong. And uh, we're able to find the target dose much quicker in the patient doing, in doing it this way. Um, so that's how we do it. Now, we see a lot of patients that are overseas, and we do ship these um, LDIs overseas. And since the patient can't be there physically, we actually use a picture of the child with their name on it, and we put that, that picture uh, on the table like as if that patient was there. And one staff member will put her finger on that picture and do the same thing with her arm outstretched, the other staff member, everything the same. And lo and behold, we can actually remotely find the target dose. And I would be lying to you if I said that we were 100% accurate each time. I tell parents that sometimes it can take about three tries to find the right dose. And then if, we're, if we keep going and we're not finding the right dose, um, then I feel like maybe we're barking up the wrong tree. So we need to move to a different LDI. So that's kind of my, my approach. I'm happy to talk about what happens when the child does have a negative reaction. And, and that's something I have to warn every parent about in advance that even though we've, you know, we've put in these protective mechanisms to try and prevent the child from having a negative reaction, they can still have a negative reaction. And if they do, you know, these are the things that we will recommend. So you have to communicate to me, you know, via the portal email system. I'm on it pretty much every day. Uh, there's instructions to page me if it's urgent. And um, so the protocol is basically high-dose CoQ10, high-dose uh, vitamin D, high-dose glutathione. Uh, I might, I'm going to be adding in the topical um, CBD uh, lotion that you can rub to the back of the neck. Um, and this is given several uh, times throughout the day. And if this fails to um, adequately return the child back to their, you know, baseline, then we will basically institute, um, you know, we'll take it to the next level. If the patient lives locally, then the patient can come into the office. We do foot baths. So I find that the ionic foot bath is a great way to rescue. We can do rectal ozone. We do an auto urine injection, so we take a little bit of the child's urine, mix it with procaine, and we give it back to the child in an intramuscular injection to rescue the child. We have we have compounded CBD injections, which can which we can also mail to the parents in advance, so they can have. 
some rescue treatments that are, uh, you know, sort of the, the next phase, the next level up if the first level didn't work. So, so we generally, I would say we're about like 90, 96 to 98% effective in rescuing the child if the child had a negative reaction. The negative reaction usually will last a few hours. It can last uh, maybe a day or two. Very rarely it can, you know, go beyond, you know, a few days. But generally speaking, we're able to rescue the child. And then, you know, what this means, though, is if the child reacted that strongly to that particular LDI, what that means is that your child has a major issue with that bug, if that's what we were treating. Or if it was the LDA, then your child has major allergies. And so that we have to wait two months uh, and then retry this again, but again, we'll give a much, much weaker dose again to try and find the right dose and, of, of course, um, avoid the negative reaction. So I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for for anyone listening, if, if you're not um, familiar with Herxheimer or is also um, referred to as die-off, uh, and I'll link to um, a, a post that I had written on it, but uh, it is when exactly what Dr. Harani is explaining that you 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 give your child something that actually could be beneficial for them, but there could be a die-off. This is very common with, say, candida, for instance. When it starts dying off, it releases a lot of toxins in the system, and then there's additional toxins in your child's system, and those create more behavioral outbursts, more physical symptoms. Uh, so you get, you get the health and behavioral symptoms that can come from it, and that, again, is where muscle testing is so beneficial to be able to know what the right dose is. And again, we always try to do our best to start as low and slow as possible. And sometimes parents want to hurry that up a little bit, but I always say, don't do it. (laughs) You'll regret it. It's better to just go slow and start low. And then slowly over time, you can titrate up as the child's body can handle it. And, um, you know, with congested livers and lymphatic systems that are backed up, it is hard for our kids to be able to detoxify easily. So we have to support those systems and and then these are great uh, things that Dr. Harani has shared to um, help when there is a, a die-off symptom and a Herxheimer reaction going on. So um, that's basically what, what we're talking about there. Um, and, and yes, knowing that a big reaction can mean your child actually needs what's going on and they need that that therapy or that, that protocol, but it just might have been uh, too high a dose at that moment. We need to take a short break right here, um, but we will continue this discussion. Um, you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay with us. We will be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom. 
Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. Uh, I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Today, we have Dr. Karimi Hirani with us, and we're talking about low-dose immunotherapy and low-dose allergen therapy, also known as LDI and LDA. And uh, we were talking about dosages before the break, and, and it's interesting to notice that you can have too strong a dose, which is kind of where we talked about, you know, you get the Herxheimer, the die-off reactions, uh, and then um, there could be maybe n- no effect because maybe it was too low or the, or the wrong um, the wrong antidote or, or you know how to know that and then when you get the desired effect what you do next so dr. Harani can you talk a little bit about that yes so um, so when we give an LDI to a child it or an LDA it can have you know you can have one of three scenarios the first one we've talked about which is when the dose is too strong and what to do and the second scenario is what if it had no effect on the child. So parents are instructed to email me every 10 to 14 days after they administer the LDI or the LDA um, and let me know what happened. So if they email me and say that there was no response, uh, then what we do is we immediately send out the next stronger dose. So every every stronger or more um, concentrated dose that we send out is is a hundred times can be a hundred times more stronger or a hundred times less diluted, however you want to um, uh, look at it. Uh, so we're we're we send that out in a little syringe, and it comes to the parents in the mail, or parents can pick it up. And um, we 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 explain to the parents that we have to send it in a with the needle tip on, but you can take a little tweezer or pliers, and then you can you know, ply off the uh, the hub, the needle hub, and then now you just go to the child with this, this syringe that has no needle tip on it. And they usually open up their mouth gladly. The mouth needs to be clean uh, under the tongue. Uh, if they can lift up their tongue, that's great. If they can't, it's okay. So you squirt it in and then um, report back to me again in 10 to 14 days. So sometimes I explain to parents it can take about three, three trials before we find, the, you know, the right dose. So, to, so patience is required, but we can pretty much find the target dose pretty quickly um, if this is really truly what the child is being afflicted from. Now, the, the third scenario is that the child actually improved, which is the scenario that we really want. Um, what happens next? So I tell the parents that if you had improvement, but it only lasted a few days, that means we're very close to the target dose. I can actually send a slightly stronger dose to the parents to give minister right away to the child, and then we um, we see what happens. Now, however, if that if that dose, the first one, the original one, um, had um, you know significant improvement and it's lasting for say about four weeks, but then it's wearing off before two months are over, because we we administer that target dose approximately every two months as needed. So the benefits can start to wear off around seven weeks or, or maybe even around four weeks. But that means that that's pretty much that target dose, and we can send out booster doses to the parents um, to be given weekly. Now, a booster dose is just 1% of that full dose. So if the target dose for, say, Lyme was 15, um, but it wore off before seven weeks are over, then I could send to the parents maybe two syringes of um, of the, the, the Lyme in 16C, 
which is 1% of that full dose, and they take that 1% booster dose weekly as needed until it's time to repeat that full dose. And now you don't have to give that full dose or that target dose every two months. You only give it as soon as the symptoms start to um, return, you know, the behavior start to come back or the speech starts to decline again. So remember, you're training the immune system to build tolerance to these bugs or these allergens. So um, when you're training the immune system, sometimes just one treatment is not going to be enough. So this can last, you know, like maybe uh, 18 months. This may last three years. I do have, I've been doing this for about almost four years now, and I do have some patients that are still using these LDIs regularly every two months. And the hope is is that, uh, you know, at some point they won't need it anymore, but if it's just a little syringe that you have to squirt under the tongue every two months, it's not a big deal to, if it's going to give you your, you know, your child's health back, it's definitely worth it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I tell parents don't focus on, well, how long is my child going to need this treatment mm-hmm. for? Focus on the fact that it's helping your child and it's it's just three little drops of sterile water that you're giving under the tongue. It, it's it's a powerful treatment, you know, if it's the right dose. Right. And I love, too, I, I did read, and, and you can confirm this for me, that this is so safe that it's even okay for infants as young as two weeks old? Yeah. So if the yeah. child is born with cradle cap, you know, really bad cradle cap or, you know, really bad skin stuff, um, yeah, you can, I haven't, I haven't used it yet, but, um, Dr. Ty Vincent has, and we just, uh, we just squirt it under the tongue. Exactly. Like I said, the LDA is what I would give a child like that born with cradle cap or, you know, with skin stuff. I would give the LDA right away, um, you know, to help. Right. And stop the immune system from recognizing something at such an early age that that could continue on for that that child and and for many people into adulthood that they just never even knew that they were carrying. And this can also be shipped long distance, even overseas. So you're able to send this around the world. It doesn't need refrigeration. Um, And I'm sure that parents are wondering right now how they can uh, learn more about, um, you know, what what they could do for their child if they are at distance. Are you doing Skype appointments or do you, because I know there are, I believe, just a handful, maybe 200 doctors or so in the in the world that are doing the LDI therapy like you are. Is that correct? Yeah. Isn't it a shame? It's such a shame. But yeah, there's not that many of us. Yes. Okay. So yes, you know, we, they, we do, I do do Skype uh, appointments. Okay, we need to take a, a short break right here. When we come back, we can um, maybe discuss a little a little bit about that and uh, and um, let people know how they can get a hold of you as well. Are you listening to Naturally Recovering Autism? Stay with us. We will be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. 
Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. You're listening. To, uh, my, I'm your host, Karen Thomas. And today we're talking with Dr. Kareem Hirani about low-dose aminotherapy and low-dose allergen therapy. I have created a page for you where I will add the links to the things we discussed in the show at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 29, just the numbers 2-9. And, um, and Dr. Hirani, I know that... Uh, that there are some other things that you do along with LDI and LDA, that it's it's not just that alone. Um, so can you kind of uh, just briefly uh, give a little bit of information to our listeners for that? Absolutely. So, yeah, LDA and LDI is not prescribed in isolation. That's not what I do, uh, the only thing I do. Um, when patients come to me, I definitely prescribe the diet if they're not already on it, the gluten-free, casein-free, sugar-free non-GMO, organic, soy-free, corn-free diet is one of the the most popular ones uh, and the only ones that I really need in my practice for my patients. Um, I find vitamin B12 shots are very effective and um, detoxification is a big part of this whole puzzle. These children, and there is emerging evidence that they have impaired detoxification. So it's very, very important to be on a detoxification program, uh, especially for heavy metals. Uh, if, you know, there's emerging research showing that these kids' um, environmental toxins like heavy metals are a big contributor to autism. So uh, heavy metal detoxification is important, correcting nutritional deficiencies from laboratory testing and uh, along with the LDIs. So LDIs are, you know, one of my most effective treatments, but that's not the only thing I do in my practice. Mm-hmm. It is important for parents to know that. I think, um, you know, sometimes people will will assume that, oh, if I have my child on this, you know, this LDI, it's taking care of everything and we don't have to worry about doing anything else. But, you know, the, the heavy metals do get, they get into the cells of the brain and you have to na- naturally and safely get them out. And, uh, and we're exposed daily and their detoxification systems are backed up. So you have to make sure that you're supporting the, the systems of detoxification, um, knowing what the right diet is and and the foods to to give your child and what foods to avoid um, are very important. And Dr. Harani, can you also uh, give us your, uh, I again will link to it at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 29, but um, can you give us your website address and how parents uh, could go about um, getting an appointment with you? Yes, um, my website is uh, www.drharani.com, so drharani.com, and uh, um, if you want to make an appointment, you go to the website, go to consultations, and click on the patient acknowledgement form, fill that out, send that back to us to get the, the ball rolling to schedule your appointment. So everything is online that we do with the patients um, until we finally call you, contact you, and, and we, you know, give you an appointment. 
Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I, I greatly appreciate your your time. I know you're a very very busy woman, and uh, and your expertise and 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 you know your compassion in sharing this with uh, with other parents and especially parents of children with autism um, to help their journey be you know as easy as it can be. You know anything to help soften the journey, and really to give children the most fulfilling life that they deserve. You know to have. I, I look back sometimes at my own son and I think, man, if I had just listened to the the so-called experts who told me he couldn't get better and I should just drug him, um, that you know he wouldn't he wouldn't be living away at college on his own and and totally healthy and happy and and doing you know as great as he is right now. It wouldn't he wouldn't be the person he is right now because those toxins were in the way. So um, yeah, it's very very important and I appreciate. Um, your help with it. And again, thank you again for being here with us today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I will see you at the Autism One Conference. Are you there this year? I am. Yes. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you everyone for being here with us. We appreciate you uh, being a proactive parent and getting the resources you need for your children. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week.